Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ricky, and with me as always is Bill. What's going on? We're live. Brandon. Hi there, everyone. And James. Hi, guys. We are a couple of disabled guys passionate about gaming and accessibility, and together we make real life problems. So, hey, welcome back, everyone. How's it going? And I guess we're streaming again today, too, on uh, on Wheelchair Gamer. Yeah, we're on the we're on the old Twitch, old Twitch Rooney. Hello, you old Twitchers. Yeah, yeah, we don't. I don't know if anybody's showing up yet, but hey, hey, at least that puts us that puts us live, and you can get questions from chat. So that's awesome. Uh, You know what? Throw down a link in uh, in the Discord chat, and I'll like tweet, and uh, maybe we should tweet that, and I can uh, also host it on my channel as well. Yeah, well, while we're talking, you know, I can always be doing a yeah. Oh shoot, yeah. A little uh, out there. As we as we lay as we perfect this process. Yeah. Sorry. It just goes to show what perfection Sorry. you really are on this podcast. Everyone just got a, a glimpse into our jumbled mess. Yeah, it's, it's we're <laughs> awesome. This is how the sausage is oh, made, everyone. Don't worry, we're awesome. The sausage is made different. Is that what you just said? I said this is how the sausage is made. It's just it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it comes together. There's... Yeah, there we go. I like that analogy. That's so. So, uh, what's everyone been up to since last since the last uh, since two weeks ago? Tell me, fill me in. Uh, James, you said you were just on a podcast recently? Yeah, I was. I was in Glasgow. I was in the Partick area visiting the building where the RNIB Insight Radio is broadcast from. And that's where. That's also where they um, create the RNIB Tech Talk podcast with um, Stephen Scott from RNIB and Robin Christofferson from AbilityNet. So oh, cool. they asked me to come in to talk about the Google Stadia and the <clears throat> and the Apple Arcade announcements that were made recently, as well as just some general uh, sort of accessible gaming for blind people stuff, which was a lot of fun. You know, I really like getting in there. Stephen Scott's a great guy, and it's the first time I've uh, spoken to Robin Christofferson since he sort of joined the podcast that they do there. And yeah, it was a, g- a good time, and it's, uh, it's great to go there because before um, before doing this podcast and before start, I started working with RNIB myself based in so Scotland's other major city <laughs> there are other major cities, it's not just two uh, in Edinburgh um, <laughs> I've volunteered for RNIB there in that building for like two and a half years so it's, it's always nice to go back to, to my old haunt hmm. Awesome That was intimidating at all? I mean I guess you were prepared already since we Ourselves recently had an episode about the Google Stadia and um, whichever one it was uh, before. So yeah, you already had a yeah. I was I was pretty um, I was fairly well prepared, but it's always intimidating going there because they have such a big fancy studio and Stephen Scott and the the rest of the team there are so professional. So <laughs> I feel like I've got no no business being there. But you know they 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 take good care of me and they're they're very nice. So it's it's always a pleasure. That's awesome. Well, anyone listening, uh, go check them out too as well for letting and thank them for happily hosting our James. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know why my pacing was a little off right there. My talking. But, yeah. yeah, I think my appearance. On... Nah. 
<laughs> my spot on there will be it'll be on their podcast um, sometime after Easter so uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that to see how see how much of it they have to edit out Ugh. yeah that's awesome let us know when it's out and then we'll uh, we'll co what's it called co-promote Co-promote, yes. Yeah, oh, don't yeah worry. and then we'll realize how, how we don't have a fancy we don't have a fancy studio and <laughs> Well yeah, I mean oh. we're we're a grassroots movement, a gorilla hey. podcast. No, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there at some point. We'll be like the Howard Stern of accessibility mm. or something. Like like you know, kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. So Bill or Brandon, what's uh what's new with you guys? Anything Anything uh, happening? Uh, would you like to go first on that, or do you want me to to? No, go, go for it, man. Go for it. Uh, all right. So, well, the biggest thing that I had been doing was I tried this new thing called uh called D Live, which is the um is a kind of an interesting sort of um it's a new platform or oh, a new error platform. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um. That PewDiePie was actually endorsing, and what PewDiePie was going to do with it was he basically was going to drop, uh, you know, he dropped uh, up to 50k uh, donos on people um, that were streaming on Sunday, and that was kind of the big pool that kind of brought people on. But uh, you might be asking yourself, what DLive is? Well, what DLive is is it runs off of the blockchain, or if anybody knows anything about cryptocurrency, basically. Uh, it runs off of a has a system of cryptocurrency that you can you can actually gain cryptocurrency by watching um and then you can uh you can tip people with that cryptocurrency that then you can subsequently cash out um basically as soon as you get it um obviously there's a waiting period you probably want to wait a little bit because the the conversion rate is not too high um because i got like 260 in these little currencies and i ended up being able to uh well i haven't i haven't got the money yet because uh, it isn't enough to cash out it was like a dollar it was almost two dollars <laughs> or something like that but it's a cool idea and two it was whole dollars you say bill yeah exactly from streaming um but yeah i've been i did that that was fun um i'm continuing my mda charity i'm going to be doing a got some keys to give away that um for what is it sale and sacrifice yeah um luckily enough our nice. our leader uh role play or i guess he's going by Kincaid now um yeah that's actually his uh yeah bona fide real world yeah. name yeah yeah yeah. And, yeah but he anyways he hooked that up uh, that's gaming gauntlets guys so that's that's the banner below, and that's the carousel that you see up there. Um, great group. I'm I'm doing a shameless plug. Yes, I'm totally doing a shameless plug, but it's connected with the um, accessible streamers, which is uh, Brandon's uh, creation, um, along with uh, sev- uh, well, I I help him. I wouldn't give full. This is true. Uh, yeah. I would not give myself any. Uh, I wouldn't give myself full. I would I would give him full credit on making such an awesome community. But anyways. That's uh yeah that's what's now going write on. your bio. <laughs> oh Damn, oh really? Out I'm on the air. <laughs> Damn, I'm getting called out. Whip it. Yeah. Whips have been cracked. Wait, is there a bio? <laughs> that, 
was there a bio somewhere on the website, right? There will be a yeah. There's a there's going to be a bio section where you can right. not only write the bio for yourself and all of yeah. you guys actually, because you participate in this uh, podcast, and uh, right. the site will be hosting the podcast as well as on um, all of the other major podcast hosting platforms. So you can catch it. You'll be able to see it on the website as well as cool. Um, yeah, once we get it all cleaned up and uh, pretty looking. Well, heck yeah! I guess you got to write some bios. Hmm. Yeah. So so you know that's the big thing. Really pushing the charity, and uh, you guys can give donations by clicking the MDA panel below. Um, heck also yeah. Gonna, totally. You have a link, right? Yeah, we got a link. Um, and then I'm gonna try to. Try to piece together some sort of event, probably. So just look out for that, guys, on social media. Um, you know. Heck yeah. Well, Brandon, so. what's what's new with you? Um, in a word, I've been looking at the darker side of the gaming uh, industry, and uh, I I really have this to conclude. Um, developers. Save us from your fans, because uh, I, I've learned that video game developers are really, really nice, caring people who um, want who want their product to be enjoyed by as many people as possible. While gamers, the people, well, uh, the people who enjoy that product for the most part. Um, are rather oh gosh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, Scum, filth, slime? No, 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 no. <laughs> not, no, not nearly. You came up with those answers really quick, there, James. Gonna, <laughs> I, I was gonna say like you know. Uh, Hold on, I'll, I'll down mix that. Thanks for telling me that that we weren't very exclusive about how like not just uh who they let play their game, but how that person enjoys it. And um, I guess, uh, what what's the name of the company? From Software, their fans have a great deal of uh, exclusivity about them where, to the point where if someone even suggests the possibility of multiple game modes within a from software game um their fans just like begin to pass out the you know the pitchforks and torches and are almost ready to storm the castle um mm -hmm. yeah and so on it's been mostly on twitter that uh, i've seen a lot of real ugliness alongside uh other people like Ian Hamilton or Cherry Ray or um mm -hmm. uh Steve Spawn uh who's the creator of the Able Gamers Foundation. And it's just been uh it. it's been rough to rough to see. Um but there have been some people who also support the notion that gaming should be for everyone instead of what the uh what I 
what I refer to as the good movement, they believe that not all games are for everyone. So that's really like the philosophical difference or the philosophical point that um, a lot of this hinges on is whether or not video games should be for everyone. Right. Obviously, I believe that they that uh, they should be. Yeah. But some people disagree, apparently. Yeah. I uh, so, I fixed that, Chris. I I mixed down to uh, mono. So sorry, sorry to interrupt, guys. So that that is, I guess that uh, I don't know. That's a interesting point of view I guess but I can playing devil's advocate I can see as someone who creates something who wants it to be for themselves and who they want it to be may not want to be forced into making something that they create for everyone and I guess maybe it makes them feel tranglehold or pigeon toed I guess and again just playing devil's advocate I can I guess I can see that kind of mentality but then at the same time it's like why would you ex- exclude everyone from from a product that you're trying to make and you know wouldn't you want to make it as you know yeah as diverse and as uh, as uh, accessible as possible to any clientele mm. yeah um what i discovered is that ultimately it boils down to dick waving <laughs> <laughs> like being able to uh say you know i completed this game on Mm-hmm. It's only difficulty setting when you could be saying, I completed this game on its hardest difficulty setting. And yeah. for some reason, that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from though, like, from my perspective, like, being, be, loving the Souls games as much as I do, um, because, you know, they, they've created Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all those things. Um, I mean, maybe these arguments were in there before, but I feel like uh, I feel like we kind of talked about it, like uh, when we were having our meeting about this episode. Um, Brandon and I were kind of talking about the fact that you know there wasn't as we hadn't come to such a juncture yet with accessibility, um, the connection with accessibility and gaming. It feels like in in the past two years, I feel like it's gotten more sort of. Uh, presence if you will or more uh sort of uh awareness if you will it seems like it's more there's more yeah there's more awareness yeah people aren't afraid to like actually stand up and say you know my you know my vision for my video game is never going to be compromised by um accessibility or um sorry uh, accessibility is never going to compromise my uh, my vision for my game. So uh, that that was actually really good to see. Um, a lot of developers weighed in on on that particular side when uh, um, when we were a lot of when there were like a lot of articles in various. Uh, you know, gaming magazines and online journals, Kotaku, PC Gamer, etc. And when they were all talking about this, then a lot of developers just, uh, you know, weighed in on their side, and that was really refreshing to see. But um, by and large, it was the players who believed that gaming 
or that games aren't for everyone. And you, you can actually, I can point to examples like as recent as yesterday, um, I was mm -hmm. playing Path of Exile using third-party yeah. software because uh, one of our community members got his account banned. So I was visibly um, on Twitch streaming myself using um, voice attack and uh, expatter to play Path of Exile because otherwise I wouldn't be able to. Hmm. Right, right. Which to me, the way I see it is, um, I can understand why some gamers might be like, like, oh, you know, why should we change this or whatever? But in some games might not be for certain people. But at the same time, I kind of feel like, what, what does that hurt? What is it? How does it yeah, hurt anybody it, to it have like an easier mode? I mean, from a a standpoint of that they've yeah. already released the game. I don't know how. Uh, I, I think it might be kind of one of those situations where I don't know if there's a way to kind of. I don't know if there's a way with updates to fix something like that. Necessarily. It, yeah, I mean, it hurts absolutely nobody. But that's my thing. I don't know how. I don't know how through like a like. Is there? I know some games have updates. You know, there might be a way to do that. I don't know how they exactly they would do it, but my thing is, is that we shouldn't be. I feel like we shouldn't be having this conversation after the fact, and I feel like From might need to look at, you know, what they're doing, you know, and kind of bring this into question, you know, because I feel like they're ultimately going to limit their market um, if they, because I'm not saying there's, you know, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I just yeah. feel like they're limiting themselves if they're not willing to make changes. But I can also understand how there are exa example example upon example where there are studios that simply haven't maybe put that into consideration. But I feel like maybe maybe the actual options for what you can do with games, like in terms of like third party software, maybe that maybe that'll end up being more of the go-to in the future instead of d depending completely on the developers. And the only reason why I say that is because it seems like there's a lack of uh, there isn't there. There's like a lack of empathy or there's a lack of, you know, yeah, there's a lack of empathy on the fact of the, the actual person um, that, you know, no, I totally agree. Like, with like you. the people out there, there's a lack of empathy, and there's a little bit of uh, ignorance. I think. I think there's some ignorance and, to yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. It's what we. It's what I like to call systemic ableism. Uh, I mean, I don't like to call it like that, but it's what people call. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, what people like a, refer to it at. Yeah. You know, that's what. That's yeah. a straight up example of what it is. Yeah, I mean that kind of takes on kind of a. SJW sort of thing. Not saying that SJW is a bad thing in all ways. I'm talking about people that are taking it to levels where it's like, okay, like, you know, like, I don't know. There's there's just certain examples of it, but I'm just saying that I get what you're saying, though. Like, yeah. there, there are people that are, you know, not looking into this enough. And I don't know. I just feel like it wouldn't hurt it, to, to between change the, like. Yeah. Between ableism and like ageism, it's those are like the two, um, like last uh, acceptable prejudices to have. 
You know, you could say, you can't say like, you know, that person is, uh, you could say like uh, that person is too disabled to play this game, but you can't say like that person is like too Irish to play this game or, you know, too Mexican to play this game or so on and so forth. Because that would be absolutely ludicrous. (laughs) Uh, I, saw, hey, uh, I think James I think James might have some input there because I saw I saw yeah, kind of like yeah. like <laughs> maybe do like a hand wave then I guess. <laughs> it's just um like for me one of the things that I found quite annoying about this whole discussion is just the way that the <clears throat> this small section of the Dark Souls community, Dark Souls community, Sekiro community from software community have sort of boiled down the accessibility and the, the more options argument into an, an easy mode argument when it's anything but it's not necessarily <clears throat> I mean an easy mode would go some way to making the game more playable by people with disabilities but it really doesn't address most of the issues with that people might have with the game you know as far as I'm aware that there's no way to like redefine the controls or you know, there's no way to alter the game speed or any of the other sort of accessibility options right. that people with disabilities might like in it. You know, it's, yeah, um, it's, I agree. And just sort of, you know, even I don't even like engaging with this argument using the term <laughs> easy mode because I don't want to sort of fall into that trap of using the language that's defined by this, you know, quite unreasonable section of the gaming community. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I I think that it's one of those it's one of those things. I mean, is there sort of a very excited feeling when you you know when you conquer one of From's games? Absolutely, it's an accomplishment in itself. Uh, but I feel like people could still feel that and still enjoy the game um, if they had different options. I mean, there was one uh, there's one guy that I want to mention, uh, Glitch Vision. Uh, him and I have talked about, um, he's a low vision, uh, uh, he has low vision and yeah. he plays a lot of games and he was saying that, you know, what might be, what might be a good way to deal with that is maybe some sort of, you know, like how in Batman, he said this on his stream, uh, he was talking about how in Batman there is actually kind of an alert sort of thing, um, such as like, Hey, if you had a controller, maybe you'd feel a vibration which would help some people because I feel like especially someone that can use a controller that has a visual impairment, if they could feel a vibration in the controller, mm-hmm. then they would know like, hey, hey, someone's about to hit me. Maybe I should press this button or like a visual cue that kind of shows like maybe like a like sort of a indicator before the hit happens. Um, that That could potentially be a cue that might make the game potentially easier for some people. Um, from that aspect but then there might be uh, there's other aspects in terms of like if you can't use a controller you know is there voice options available is there other options available and that's kind of you know i mean obviously that that goes into a lot more a lot more involvement but i mean if you know um i don't see any or, or even if they would just allow third-party software to interact with it in some way you know maybe even you know because i know that they've had like there's a trainer that they have for Dark Souls three, that's third party software, but yet I really? could I couldn't go online with that. I couldn't go online with that. If I wanted to go online with, that, then they would be like, you know, I'd automatically get banned for that. 
So let me like ask you, you guys can, this. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I was just curious about this, like, trainer. This sounds like a really cool, like, cool bit of software to teach you how to play a video game better. Yeah, but anyways, I'll let Ricky... Well, let, let's let Ricky talk first. Basically, what I was just going to ask, I was going to ask you guys a question. Do you think it's the people are really fighting for the integrity of their game when it comes to, you know, difficulty settings? Or do you think they're just downright lazy of like, oh, this is going to be a shit ton more work than we expected if we have to uh, add this entire community base to our game? I think it's completely uh, just complete ignorance, to be honest with you. I, I really do. And I'm not trying to give that as a scapegoat for them mm -hmm. but i do think i do think that a lot of studios i think it kind of needs to get to the point where it's like um you might even need to see like yeah. some sort of like maybe not legislation but some sort of thing that's like kind of kind of looks some sort you know, of regulation that like regulation yeah. that they have to follow mm -hmm. that's like hey you need to you need to be able just like how builders have to follow ada in the united states i feel like maybe there should be something that developers some sort of basic guideline that maybe some of us that come together um, in the accessibility community could write up and like actually send to them and be like, hey, I feel like there should be some sort of guidelines for what's released. And I mean, make it make it reasonable. Don't make it unreasonable to the point where it's like the you know the developer's going to you know hemorrhage the you know start hemorrhaging money to the point that of ridiculousness. But I think there's ways. Right. And there's, there's things that you can do within the realm of reasonability or being reasonable that I feel like could be done. And I feel like regulation might, might be the answer here ultimately, because we shouldn't like, ultimately I wouldn't want to be discussing this after the product has been released. I mean, that's, you know, because there's issues with once things have been released. I mean, for instance, I mean, a PC game is easy to kind of send updates to a console game is a little bit, the, an update like what we're talking about is a little bit um it's yeah those are a little bit more more challenging there's certainly there's a certification process that we'd have to go have to go through and um, yeah of course you know at certain periods of time there would have been a cost involved to it that you know maybe i don't think that the system the platform holders charge much for if anything now but um it's certainly that would have been a concern at some point too Okay. Yeah, because here's yeah. another question then is like, would you prefer guidelines or regulation? Because like I want to say, like you say, if you regulate someone to do a specific part of their game, then does that not deter them away from trying to make a game themselves? Or do you want a system of guidelines? Where you'd be like, hey, if you if you follow these guidelines, you can uh, you can get this community and you, um, you'll also get, you know, the say for lack of a better term, an ADA stamp on it. Because with the my thing with like the regulation is. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, even that we have like a free market is like if someone, I'm not like necessarily defending the other people's games, but I'm saying like if for some reason someone doesn't want to actually follow the the guidelines of making something accessible, then that's their fault and they have to feel the heat. And I don't think they should be necessarily forced into it, but I think they should want to do it because they want to do it. If that makes right. sense, mm, yeah. right, right. I I agree with that to a point. I mean, I'm, my thing is that you you throw too much regulation at something, and then it, it it turns it into it turns it into something that you because I I'm very much a supporter of the from the creator <laughs> aspect, you know, because I am a creator myself, and they're creators. It's in a question, a way. yeah. Ultimately, it's a question of whether or not uh, the, the invisible hand of economics will 
force a company to uh, to provide accessibility or face a the heat lack of yeah face a lack of face of market pressure, but um, the thing is that doesn't always work. Um, no, no. Really, what needs to happen is that developers just need to it needs to be like a like something that you just do and like i'm sure people had were having this argument when the original americans with the with disabilities act was drafted um but nowadays um when an architect makes a building um you know they make sure that it's got ramps and elevators and is barrier free um well that's where the civil yeah. engineer comes in when it comes to a building yeah uh, process right. mm. so it um so yeah i mean things just need to get to the point where it's uh where it's like that where so, people, we don't even think about it Maybe using your example is like if, say, if there's a game developer who wants to be like, hey, I want to make this game, but I also kind of want to make it accessible. Is there, could there be like a civil civil engineer like type of market where they could pass the game onto them? Be like, hey, this is our game. What can we do to improve it to make it more accessible to someone? And then they well, have there, there are um, there are some resources out there like. Uh, the game accessibility guidelines.com uh which is a living document so i guess it's kind of like a wiki but um more like like the i you can't just like type anything but if you can like at contribute to the discussion it gets added to the document and it right. is a whole list of ways that a developer can make their game accessible um and it's sorted by uh disability and how difficult it would be to implement um things like that so if you you know if a developer were looking to um make their game accessible to people with visual disabilities they would look at the document and they'd be like, you know, if you want to just add subtitles or if you want to add subtitles and give the player the option of where to put the subtitles, how big they are, what color they are, um, you know, you have, it lists all of that there. And then on top of that, if you go to the Able Gamers Foundation site, they have a very similar uh, setup when it comes to game accessibility guidelines. So there already are a lot of ways that um, a lot of resources out there for your video game developers to check out. But ultimately, the best thing that they could do is just find a person with a disability who likes to play video games and talk to them. Say, yeah. hey, this is my game. Um, what do you think about it? Can you, you know, what, uh, do you, what problems do you face when you try to interact with it? And by having that particular conversation, um, 
it leads to a greater understanding between the gamer who gets to learn about how games are made and the developer who gets to learn about how people with disabilities live and interact with video games. So it's a win-win on both sides. So if I can paraphrase what you're saying for a minute is basically saying create an open line of communication between yourself and the disabled world and you're more likely to have a better product if you want to succeed. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Well, anyone who's listening and wants to develop some games, you know, contact us. Let us know what we can add to your game or I'm not I don't mean just us and us four, but you know, us as as a population, I guess, of disabled as, people. Yeah. As a group yeah. of disabled as a group of persons with disabilities, yeah, absolutely. We're as, all over we're all over Twitter because um, yeah, we have we have a lot of uh, let's just say we have an overabundance of free time, so we can be found on the internet <laughs> most likely, or in our wheelchairs. There's also a uh, there's also a subreddit. <laughs> I mean, r slash disabled gamers, um, and Ian Hamilton and myself are both mods over there. And um, can answer questions. Well, I really need to get involved in that. <laughs> yeah, I need to check that out too. Yeah, there's more. There's always more that I feel like I need to do. I'm already yeah. subscribed to that subreddit, man. What's what's going on with you guys, huh? Slacking. You just <laughs> did. What? No, I'm uh, right. You did. You just dis subscribed right now, right? Bullshit! I've been subscribed for like a year. Oh, snap. I really yeah. need to figure out Reddit. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this oh, guy. The fantastic source. I love Reddit. But yeah, I think that's a a great spot to end the topic there. I mean, that was the basically to summarize everything, you know, like if you're a developer, look out for anyone who wants to play your game, create an open line of communication, go back and forth, you know, think Think about think of others who want to play your game. Don't just think about what you want to put out. You know, right? Think about about the best product you can possibly put out to get the most people involved, and I think you'll have a happy community in that end. Cool. Sorry, I'm just like typing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right. Sorry, well, I'm the worst. Moving <laughs> on to to our next part of the show. So, Dr. Phil, I mean, I guess we're a little late. It's been like a month or so of this already, but recently Dr. Phil had said something about interable couples not being able to last. And, oh, uh, they, really? Yeah, so the exact quote is, you can be his lover or you can be his caregiver, but you can't be both. It won't work. 100 out of 100 times, this won't work. Oh, yeah. my God. But so that was no also that. after a couple, um, there was a couple that I actually... Um, I forget what they call themselves. I've, I, I put it in here. What are the, what were they called? Well, while you while you're thinking, I was we we thought this would be a perfect opportunity to talk, uh, get some real firsthand uh, experience from people who are disabled, who are in the dating community, and see, you know, we can tell you, Doctor Phil, to fuck off or what, you know? Um, yeah, it was a uh, squirmy mm. and grubs is is what it is, and um. If you guys want to check out this, uh, I would recommend checking out this video that I've linked in my chat. 
The reason why I did so is because it explains their experience in terms of like they were going to go on Dr. Phil and then he decided against it because the fact that if I don't know if you guys have ever watched Dr. Phil, but it seems like he kind of instigates uh, negativity. And I hate, you know, I, I there's no other way to put it. I, I don't think it's I think it's bad psychology. I don't think it's good. And I don't think it I, I think that the way that it's I think he really is uh, taking advantage of people, to be honest with you. So my opinion on Dr. Phil is I think he's he's a TV personality and that's it. Right. He's, a, he's, yeah, a he's trying to push a product. And outside yeah. of that world, I think he's because I've seen him in interviews and plenty of other places are like, oh, right. well, he seems like a pretty decent human being. He's pretty well aware of the world around him. But as a TV host, he has to ask like the difficult questions, has to has to push difficult opinions in order it's to true. push his product and create. And keep his product going. So, not that I, not that I agree with what he said. I disagree with it entirely. But I can yeah. see the means of why it was said was just because oh, we got a product to push, and this is controversial. Let's push this product. Let's talk. And then, you know, and look yeah. at him now. You know, he's set this complete center of attention of it, and you know, mm-hmm. whether ratings went up or down. But uh, you know, he's yeah, he's a product when it comes to it. You know. We don't really get a lot of <clears throat> sorry. We don't really get a lot of Doctor Phil over here, but he sounds like an arse. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I'm pretty glad I don't get to see him on the TV very often here. Well, he's just a bald man with a mustache who just very just likes to talk and talk and talk, you know. And I don't even think he's really a doctor. We've got a lot of like old bald balding white men who like to tell people how to talk and think over in this country for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> I, I think exactly. you get them everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't know. Okay, but, well, let's, yeah. let's start with it. Is, uh, what, what is your guys' opinion on what he said? Do you think there's any truth to it or uh, through your experiences through dating and such and such, what, what have you seen in terms of like being needed to be taken care of and also being a partner uh i'd say that my you know being married my wife does have the that role or both roles as uh lover and caregiver and so before you continue can i just restate that also that you are a quadriplegic so if uh, there's someone's first time listening you are uh, was is you are C five quadriplegic, right? Uh yeah, I'm a C five C six. Uh, so the injuries in kind of goes to both, um, like extends to both spots on, or both uh, vertebrae on the spinal cord. Gosh, right. I can't even words right now. Um, <laughs> I never can, anyways. And uh, my wife and I dated for about three years before my injury. And then um, we're not together. We weren't together at the time of it exactly. But um, after I had moved home about maybe two to three months after I had moved home, uh, we had got, we just got back together. It just I don't know. It just seemed like the right thing to do. And how long have you guys been married or together uh, since? We've, we've been married, uh, gosh, it'll be 10 years next year. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, wow. 
Congratulations. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Honey, we're old. Yeah, and you can, I can hear her in the background. She's, she's like, great. yep. <laughs> and so as someone, you know, she's taken on that caretaker, lover, um, I guess, title. I mean, you guys haven't ever had any kind of difficult. I'm, oh, or, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a regular thing, but that's, that's marriage. You know, you have, uh, you, you have like two imperfect people who have to make their imperfections work or at least be able to deal with them. Um, and, uh, for some reason, my wife is able to deal with my own obvious physical shortcomings and um, I count my blessings every single day for that. And right. I, I'm not just saying that because she's in the next room listening, but like I actually <laughs> do do mean that. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's, it's being in the position that all of us are in. It's just, you know, it's not easy you know, everyone else is such such a no. Uh, the, the dating scene is like terrifying. I don't want to go back back there. Like, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I, I fucking hate dating. Looks I've like had a nightmare. I've been on some dates, and there's every one of them is just always. I mean, not every one of them, but it's just that first date when you go on with someone is always just like, oh god, here here's my world. Are you guys ready for it? You know, and then. You find out if they are, and so they find ahead. out they're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're either okay with it or they're not. Um, and th- yeah, that's what I had found is that she's one of the few people in the world that is okay with. It. That's awesome, and so that just goes to show that, like you know, she's taken on both roles, and she seems comfortable with it through what you're saying. And so, fuck you, Doctor Phil. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's the thing. Um my relationship is like like completely defies what he's saying in its entirety. <laughs> so I I don't even I don't even know like what the, what Dr. Phil would say to me because um yeah. Do you have any my, tips or tricks that you would like to let anyone else know about that what did you think's helped like be direct you know i mean because if the person is really like the type of person that um that you're gonna marry and be with for the rest of your life if this person is, is really going to be your partner then they'll be able to take whatever it is it um you throw at them within reason like i mean especially if it's you know, a part of who you are as a human being. So like, you know, if you, if you have a disability, then, you know, be upfront and honest with that. So that if they are the type type of person that doesn't want to be in a relationship with a person with a disability, then they can make that decision and you guys can both move on with your lives and find people that fit what it is that you happen to be looking for. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree because, um, so, <clears throat> sorry, yeah, my throat. Upfront, open, honest lines of communication is 
but I would uh, definitely recommend. Yeah, I I would wholeheartedly agree because I've I've been in the dating world, and the one thing that I've made sure to always do with myself about dating is never compromise who I am or shy away from who I am and just put myself out there entirely. And if I catch a fish, I catch a fish. If I don't, I don't. I've had experiences with both. Uh, I've had, I had an experience similar to yours, Brandon, where I was dating a girl and, um, before my injury. And then after my injury, I was like, Hey, you want to do this, do this again? She's like, yeah. Then she ended up cheating on me. And that was, that's a whole nother story. Um, entirely. Uh, But then I also had another girl who was just, um, uh, we were together everything was going great and eventually she came to me and was like I gotta break this off and I was like why is that she's like just you being in a wheelchair is too much for me and I was like well crap that sucks but you're honest with me so I can't really fault you for any any of that so I yeah. appreciate your honesty and I hope you good fortune and you know Dern and I if we see each other we're still in good terms and stuff that but- is a solid and smart way to break up with someone yeah and i mean like if there is anyone out there who's thinking about dating someone in a chair is mm-hmm. like and you don't if you can't handle it be upfront and honest and let them know that you can't handle it because if you just play around those someone's emotions and think to them that they this will go somewhere it's just going to end disastrously regardless but um i digress uh yeah we can handle most things you know and if if not, yeah. that's why that's why God created chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. thank God! But yeah. uh, luckily, I have uh, I have found, been I have been dating again, and you know I've come across some where I went on a date with a girl Congrats. and got no call no call back. But I actually have been seeing someone now too, and uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, she's gonna listen. Yeah, to this congratulations, day. dude. Yeah, thanks. We've been talking to each other since January and things That's are going great. And it's it's exact I think like um the thing that we're seeing success in is kind of exactly what you touched on, Brandon, is like we have been openly communicating with each other about everything. I've told her all my insecurities, all my all my faults, everything that it takes to be in my world, and she's just like, Okay, yeah, sure, let's do it. I'm like, okay, that's fine by me. If you're willing to put in all this work, I will also work as well. And let's, you know, let's go for it. That sounds yeah. pretty solid if you ask mm. me. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really cool. Does. Um, you know, I don't really have, uh, I have, all that I have to add to this is that I, I did have a serious, the last serious relationship I had was like probably, shit, it's been like, <laughs> It's probably been almost uh, seven years or some shit like that. Well, not, that's not completely true. I mean, there was a thing that was sort of going on, but it was it, we ended up just being friends. But that, but that's okay. Um, but uh, what I found is that yeah, you gotta be you gotta be straight up with people. I mean, I'm always like you know my thing is is that if someone's if someone's not um, the way I've always seen it is that I kind of have a built-in bullshit filter. Uh, the chair is pretty much a built-in bullshit filter because it's like you have to get. I mean, it, it, if anything, it makes you want to get real. It wants you to get completely real with someone. I'm not saying real because why? Why say that? I mean, I, I like the pun. Um, but <laughs> anyways, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like it gets right to the point. 
you know, to where it's like, okay, I mean, you're in a chair and let's just, you know, I, I'm the type of person that I just want to get it all out on the table. You know, look, this is what my limitations are. These are, you know, you know, the fact is, is that there's also, I think, you know, if, if it, if I need to get a caregiver, um, because simply because the woman that I'm with either is in, unable to provide that or whatever reason it, whatever, you know, whatever reason there is, you know, I don't, that's not an issue, but if they are able to help with certain things, I mean, that's good too, because you don't want someone in your life that's, you know, unwilling to put forth, um, some sort of effort, but at the same time, I feel like you need to be providing something in turn, you know, such as emotional stability or some sort of, um, some sort of thing needs to be provided. You know, you need to be bringing something to the table, um, and you need to have that connection with them, you know, obviously. And I think being truthful and honest up front, you know, just being upfront with people is the biggest thing. Transparency will never get you, will never, uh, there's no downside to transparency. No, no, just throw it all out there right away. Um, you know, and there's some people that just aren't going to be as uh, as strong uh, to be able to deal with something like that because I think it does take a um, it does take a very very strong person sometimes to be able to deal with these things. But that doesn't mean just because you're not um, that you can't um, prepare yourself for something. So, like if you're in a situation where there's someone in a wheelchair, or someone with a disability that you're you're interested in, but you're kind of concerned about it. Um, I would say the biggest thing would be to bring up those concerns and be upfront with the person, but then also from the side of if you're a person in a chair or a person with a disability, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to put that out there. Like if you're doing like online dating or whatever, just put it out there. Who cares? If they're, if they're a shitty person, you'll find out very quickly, you know, you'll yeah. find out if it's a waste of time, you know, just, just throw it out there. Don't hide it. I mean, who the fuck cares? Like be, be who you are. And to kind of add on to that little tidbit you're going on about, Bill, is also the road goes both ways. Um, yes. Just because you are disabled doesn't mean you also have to settle for someone. So if someone, you know, I've had girls who have come, who I've talked to and I dated for a little bit. There was this one girl we went on a couple of dates and she was really into me, but I just wasn't feeling it the same way. Oh, yeah. And I just, I wasn't going to be like, you know, like, I, I thank you for wanting to be a part of me, but unfortunately, you know. I don't feel the same way about you. So that's another thing, you know, don't, don't settle for what you want either, you know, make sure, you know, you're upfront about who you are and upfront about what you want. And, you know, like well, I said, make sure also it's what you need. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh, James, you yourself, you're, you're also in a relationship, uh, like what, um, you've got a different disability than Brandon, uh, Bill and I, and, Wanna... Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> having a visual impairment rather than um, being a quadriplegic, obviously there's different uh, there's sort of different care needs. They're not not so um, generally any assistance that I get from my partner just involves a lot of reading, <laughs> just identifying things like if I'm cooking or anything like that. Then it's like, is this out of date, or you know, what does this say? How long do I cook this for? All that sort of thing, but it's yeah. yeah. I've been I've been quite lucky. Um, my partner and I, we started uh, dating 
it would have been maybe a year after I was diagnosed with sight loss. I was already I was visually impaired at the time, but it mm. was never really a, a barrier to. And to how her. long ago was that? This would have been in oh goodness, let's see, two thousand one. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. So you guys have been together for almost twenty years. Yeah, it's, it's seventeen years this year. So yeah, so about two thousand two then it would be. <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow 17 years and living together for about let's see maybe about 12 years now so that's, yeah that's, yeah that's incredible it's i'm i'm very lucky because she's she's we've got almost nothing in common but we're a great fit <laughs> um, <laughs> you know so it's but she's um yeah yeah she she does a lot for me in terms of just like reading things and identifying anything that I can't can't sort of make out, and that's never really been an issue for her. But you know she's she's always been quite uh, quite good with that sort of thing. I'd, right. She she never looked down on you for not being able to see as well or anything. Right? No, no, n- never at all. Um, and I think that's that's in part. Like, I don't know. I don't want necessarily to go into uh, too much about my partner and sort of her background, but um, <clears throat> you know, she's a. Uh, yeah, I think I might just need to to wrap that up there <laughs> before I start before I start um, talking too much about yep. her. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Needless to say, like, and the 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 the, the thing is as well, like. I'm probably a bad person to ask about this conversation in this conversation about dating as well because like I think um, yeah basically she was like my my first she was basically the first person I asked out on a date and and you guys just hit it off and kept going with it yeah so like dating advice as a visually as a visually impaired person or as a person with a disability it's like oh god you really need to ask somebody else because our first date was terrible um, I made a pure a total arse of it. We went to, we went to see. Now, can you indulge us on that story? Or yeah, absolutely. Um, basically, I asked her out, even though I had like almost no money to to spend on, you know, taking her out properly on a decent date. So I wore, I was dressed up in what I thought was smart smart date clothes, but which she assures me wore just that I looked terrible. Um, <laughs> and then we went to see I can't remember what film it was it was either I think it was the second Star Wars film of the prequels so it would have been 2002 so it would have been like maybe it was either Spider-Man Attack of the Clones I think it was either Spider-Man 1 or Attack of the Clones yeah and if it was Attack of the Clones it was terrible <laughs> you know, so I think it might have been that one because I remember us coming out of it and really sort of bonding over how awful the, the Star Wars prequel movies were. Right. It's, I, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. It might be for, to people of a certain age, but <laughs> to us, we that's were just... That's a whole other topic for another time, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to the us, Phantom Menace sucks. The Phantom Menace is the worst movie ever. I don't, I don't disagree, but, you know, there are <laughs> people out there. Is the best one. Return I can put out a few gems shed. about Phantom Menace that you guys might not know. But I, that might be it for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll table that discussion. Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. <laughs> All right, anyway. But so. but then right after taking her to see a terrible film, I uh, wrapped it up with dinner, 
at uh, Burger King. So Ooh. I know I, I was I was really splashing out on her. So Big was, spender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's better than me. I, I just uh, take them to Costco and like, hey, the samples. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it was I was barely above that. You know, it was it was it was so bad, and yet here I am. So I must have done something right. It must have just been <laughs> my, my my winning personality or something. I don't know. Yeah, something happened. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, I, I think like what to you keep you around. So, <laughs> what you should have done though is for the excuse for your outfit, just been like, "Hey, sorry, I can't see." Yeah, yeah. Although, like, no, I, I've I've got no excuse. I'm I'm, I'm actually <laughs> I'm absolutely terrible at picking out more clothes for myself. I've got very it's better. I've, I've got a better sense of it now. But it's just because I've been well trained by her into what clothes suit me and what clothes <laughs> don't. Trained. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I don't, I, 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 I'm not ashamed of it. It's, I'll admit to my faults of being having like no fashion sense at all. So, you know, she yeah. recommends clothes and that suits me. I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I will say when you find someone that you can really connect with on a level where it's just, a, you know, that comfort level, it does feel pretty incredible. And, mm. I you know, I just want to make sure to shy out to, to tell people that are are listening is like, don't shy away from it. You know, embrace it. Embrace who you are. Embrace what the whole dating world and scene is. Uh, like Bill said, you'll you'll find out soon enough if someone is willing to put in the effort or not but when you do find someone it's it's a pretty pretty great feeling and I, i'll i'll give a small shout out to the girl i'm dating now that she's been showing me what it showing me a lot of how much she cares and that it's Woo. not going unappreciated and like you know there's like just things that you wouldn't think about um like you know i need help going into bed transfers or you know or eating or drinking or something you know and she's been totally willing to help with any of that and I all I can say is just thank you and thanks for being awesome you know so don't shy away that's awesome around um just always put yourself out there and always be who you are no matter what yeah yeah, yeah. I like that it's I mean that's that's just to sort of um, that solid dating advice right there yeah, yeah just to sort of um sort of back to what I was talking about a minute ago that's one of the things that really sort of like I've never sort of shied away from being up front with my girlfriend about my about some, with my partner about like the 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 state of my, my sight loss and things and that's I think if I'd have been lying about that if I'd have pretended to be able to see a lot more than I could have it wouldn't have went well <laughs> it really wouldn't have <laughs> oh yeah I could totally I could totally see the... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Don't... yeah don't don't start off a relationship with anyone by, you know, belittling your disability, no matter what disability it is. Put your disability out there first and be like, this is it. You want it? Take it. If not, then I'll find someone who does. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's the, it. Like, what is it? It's almost like that scene from Wayne's World where the, was it Wayne's telling Garth. I think this is the second time I've referenced Wayne's World in, since we've been doing these podcasts. It's, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I you, love it. If you go to her or whatever, and if you barf and she stays, 
Then she yeah, zeroes. <laughs> but if yep. you hurl and she runs, it was never meant to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also like when I see a good-looking girl. I love it. Swing! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's a perfect place to add, to wrap that all up on is the Wayne's World code because I love Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that with one of my other groups uh, on that rabbit thing where you can watch movies with people online. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. We did it. We actually did a community night for the accessible streamers where we did um, Turbo Kid, which is one of my favorite romantic uh, comedy films. Isn't that that newer movie that came out where he's on a bike and just yeah, eighties vibe? Yeah, it's got like some eighties yep. vibe. It's too. got like a total eighties yeah, like, vibe. Yep, and great, it's amazing, great movie. All yeah, right, well. I, if anyone has any other. Anything else they want to say about dating or, or I don't know if any of the streamers that are watching have any questions, Bill, dude. Yeah, is there anybody is there anybody in the chat right now? Because I see I see some of you are see we have some lurkers and stuff. I'm not gonna call out lurkers. I said I was gonna stop doing that. It's a bad habit that I got into that I'm going to stop doing. Oh yeah, I, know, yeah, I don't I know, wanna do I that. Know that. I know that you're there. Um so if you have any questions, guys, about anything pertaining to there's this accessibility or anything that we talked about. Uh, feel free to, you know, give Let a little, us, bit, oh, yeah. a little bit of a small mm. window here because I do have to get moving. Because uh... well, before we finish everything up, uh, there's one more thing that I wanted to add um, too. Sure. Was um, I didn't really get to say it at the beginning, but uh, over the uh, last Thursday of last week, I w- did something really cool that I kind of wanted to say on here. Was I went to this. Um, walk and roll on Capitol Hill where I went to the Senate and did a bunch of advocacy for nice. for disability rights and such and it was really cool experience got to meet I didn't get to meet any senators but they got I got to meet their le- uh, legislative assistants and got to push three bills um, hold on let me I have my I have it all up here one of them being about airline accountability another being for um, la- funding support for paralysis resource center and another uh, was uh, support for rehabilitation through active activity-based therapies and exercise. Um, so all three things that I thought were really important and it was really cool to be a part of. And I hope, you know, that what I did makes a difference. And, you know, everyone who's listening and everyone who's part of the disability community will help hopefully reap the benefits of all that. That's really yeah, cool. Well, me being yeah. so close by, if you need help with any and more advocacy... Or anything, um, I'd love to help you. Yeah, I I was reached out to by my friend Josh. Um, so, but it's all part of a quad life. So, if you find if you uh, Google quad life, you should be able to find more information on them and see how you can get involved. Um, there's also a couple other uh, groups that are were involved with Spinalpedia is another great one. Yeah, because um, even though I don't suffer from spinal injury, it's still something that. I mean, shit, I can relate. You know, I'm in a wheelchair and I have a disability and I'm definitely all about, I don't, I don't, I'm not subject, you know, I'm not just about my own, <laughs> my own disease and, and stuff. I'm about more than that. I'm about accessibility in general. So exactly. And that's what we all want to do. But anyways, guys, I don't really see like there's any questions, but, but we'll go ahead and start doing this hashtag, uh, wheel life questions and answers and just see if nice. throughout the, Throughout the time, throughout, throughout, uh, from now to the next episode, I'm going to try to see if I can put, uh, put, put out some tweets and stuff 
to kind of see if uh, we can generate some questions and then uh and you guys can look forward to that to uh get those answered so anyways yeah, all right uh, that's it <laughs> all right well yeah tweet us send us your questions we're more than happy to answer but on that note, I think that's a great time to wrap everything up. Uh, I just want to thank everyone again for tuning into another episode of We Life Problems. You can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter at Problems Wheel. That's where you can send your questions. Uh, you can follow me on social media. I'm at The Rickles. You can follow Bill at Wheelchair Gamer. Gamer spelled with a three instead of an E. Yep. Brandon at Accessible Gamer. And James at James Kyle. Um, thanks again. And remember to keep it wheel, folks. <laughs>